Hi, I'm Lucas James. And I'm Jordan Ross. And we're the co-hosts of How to Scale an Agency. After scaling our own agencies to over $185,000 per month in sales and working with agencies doing hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue like Hawk Media and Neil Patel, we've made this show to interview the top digital marketing agency owners and highlight the fastest ways to scale your agency. If you'd like to join the best digital marketing agency community on the planet and let us help you scale, go to agencygo.io to sign up today. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of How to Scale an Agency. I'm on with George Soto. He is the Director of Partnerships and Community at uh, Reprise. And I'm actually pretty familiar with this company. I've, I've heard about them before. I was thinking about using them for our own software. So I'm happy to have George on the show. Thank you so much for hopping on. Thank you so much. I very much appreciate it. It always makes me super humbled that people reach out. Like I've done so many podcasts. I've been on the other side being the host over the last several years. And so yeah. it's like, oh, okay, cool. Um, you know, it, feeds, <laughs> it feeds my insecurity. So I appreciate it. I, I don't have to go to therapy today. So that's <laughs> well, I think, you know, it's funny. I mean, I think a lot of people listening to this, obviously a lot of agency owners, that's, mm-hmm. that's the goal of the podcast, how to scale an agency. But I think one thing that more and more people inside my community are trying to do is build their own communities mm-hmm. and build a community around their agency, around their brand. What are some key strategies to actually growing a community online? How do you look at it? How would you, if you actually to make it even more specific, if I were to tell you or ask you, if you were to get a community of 1,000 raving fans, not just people who subscribe, but actually like people who are super interested in what you're doing mm-hmm. and are very engaged, how would you go about building something like that? Yeah. Well, first of all, thank you again. This is a topic that I think about every day. And uh, not just for, because I am tasked with figuring it out here at Reprise, but you know I've been involved in online community software and thinking about this as a founder. I started a online community for travel back in 2004, and so this was like early days of social media. So it was originally, you know, social media sort of was a branch of online communities, right? The the idea was that we were going to build online communities, right? So, you know, it's something I've been thinking about for a long time. I also have some uh, ventures that I've incubated in this space, community intelligence space. But um, the way that I've sort of approached it these days is the following. It's Nothing's going to be shocking here. And, you know, I don't claim to know all the answers, but I'm sort of uh, this framework that I'm about to describe has been helpful in in this journey of figuring it out is very similar to the way that we look at just media a strategy and the marketing mix as it relates to like our business there's sort of three branches of this what i'm calling the community-led strategy framework so the first one not shocking but it's our paid community and so mm-hmm. this looks like sponsorships of third-party communities that obviously have the buyer personas that we care about of course i'm looking at the world every day from a B2B perspective. At Reprise, we sponsor Pavilion, product marketing community, you know, right. a, a ton of communities, right? Resales Collective. And uh, I just mentioned, by the way, sort of three different personas, right? So that, that complicates right. it a little, <laughs> a little more, but i um, happy to dive into that. Uh, but it's pretty yeah. straightforward. But Definitely. yeah, so, so, so that first column the paid community piece, and that's pay-to-play, right? Mm-hmm. 
That's right out of the, uh, I was just reading the book Traffic Secrets by Russell Brunson. So it sounds right out of that playbook. I'm curious, how do you look at return on investment with paid community? Is it, do you look at it in a traditional sense of maybe like how you would put something on the radio and hope that it gets a lot of people through the door? Or do you actually have tangible metrics you look at to get people converted and then you can measure the return on a paid community? Yeah. Well, so interesting because when we first started with the paid communities and by the way this is how we went to market right like uh you know i'll talk a little bit about earned community and shockingly owned community yeah. <laughs> uh, here in a little bit but you know it's the easiest one right based on whether you have the capital of course and so we were you know blessed to to have gotten some some uh, some decent financing early on in the business but to answer your question you know is is really kind of twofold, right? So from a awareness.leadership perspective, it's really important that we were able to make noise and establish our brand and the employees that work here at Reprise as thought leaders in a category. So that's one really core, especially early in go-to-market core component to the the paid strategy and being able to pay to play, right? Now, you know, it's harder to to attribute, especially early on, because it's like, all right, well, you know, yeah, we can do lead lists and stuff like that. Not all right. communities that we've worked with have always given us the data right away. Right now, it's sort of seeming to to be table stakes where people will give you a lead list and then rules of engagement right. but around particular initiatives. But they're not going to give you the freaking full list of the community and let yeah. everybody spam, right? They're just going to destroy the community. It's no good for anyone. Right. Um, so, yeah, thought leadership, awareness, Super, super important establishing the uh, stakeholders that work at Reprise in this case as the uh, category expert. And then, of course, you know, more quantifiable results such as lead lists are going to be uh, important, certainly to reporting to the board and then the rest of the folks because they all like, uh, you know, quantifiable or attributable stuff. So, right. so I think those are the kind of like the way that we would, um, sort of uh, attribute success or, or quantify success, success here in the short term. I'm not saying that's the only way, right? Those are sort of like the low-hanging fruit, though. And what is the critical mass point where you start to see a community paying off? I mean, for you, is it once you get... And also, are they getting from these paid communities and then are you moving them to another paid community that you have? Or is it just, you know, you're getting them into the product and then retargeting them? Yeah, so the first thing is, by the way, like we're a year in, into this thing, right? So uh, I know yeah. next year I'll have a better. What a I better should say for the audience, I mean, you guys, if you go to the reprise, getreprise.com, you can see that you guys raised, was it $53 million? That's, that's some good context for the listeners. So it's 53, right? That's the number. You know, the, the, the so in totality, the last round was six, like 63, something like that. Yeah. And they had raised <laughs> another 21 million before that. So I think in totality, we're at like 80. But, you know, I'm guessing that's probably half, half gone <laughs> at this point, given that we've grown so fast and right. grown specifically from, uh, from a human resource or employee perspective. But like, you know, in the short term, you know, I think the way that we've looked at it was hey, let's, let's just be good members of this community, right? And there's one specifically that always comes to mind is shout out to the pre-sales collective. And so early on, it was like, let's establish ourselves. 
this category pre-sales is really young as well. And let's establish ourselves as thought leaders in this community. And let's not really care about attributing success right now, right? Let's just really get in there. Now, some would probably push back on that. I'm a very scrappy, let's get it done. Let's figure it out over time kind of stuff. You know, let's focus on being human. Some might say, oh, you got to like, you know, track data from like day one. So, yeah. you know, it is what it is. But what we started to see right away in terms of value is like people would write in. So we didn't have a mechanism of like, we didn't give them a landing page and said, right. you know, and posted it in, in, in their Slack community and said, hey, people sign up, right? That's a little cheesy too. Right. So you got to be very delicate around this, right? Particularly community. You know, we were basically being able to attribute deals and awareness via word of mouth. So one of the things we did early on, although it's not super scientific, was um, having our salespeople early on ask, would you hear about us? Right. And like, Mm -hmm. I can tell you that I carried a bag early on. It was like, I don't know. I think I was like employee number three here or something. And so early on, I was actually closing deals. And so I'd hop on a phone call with a sales engineer getting a demo and ask them, you know, the, the magic question, how'd you hear about us? And right. they'd be like, Oh, pre-sales collective. I saw you in the Slack community or in one of the events or whatnot. So that was the easy way to do it. Now, you know, we've invested a significant amount of capital in the community and they're starting to share certain lists but very delicately. And I think this is really important. I really give James and Eugene and them, Kevin, a huge, huge, huge shout out there. They're mm-hmm. not just selling data. And again, you know, you got to think long-term, you know, if you're going to destroy a community by selling everybody's data right away, it's, gonna, it's obviously going to make <laughs> it less valuable for us, the yeah. sponsors. You know, one thing that I think I, I'll give you this, you know, time to kind of break it down a little bit is, could you, could you, Tell us a little bit about what Reprise does, specifically from the angle of, let's say I am an agency owner and Mm -hmm. I'm either launching a software product or I'm curious about launching a software product or I have one and I'm really early on. Like, How should I think about that process of then using a software like this as I'm scaling? When would I use it? Why would I use it? Et cetera. So. Absolutely. Well, I've sold for many, many years solutions to brands and agencies. So, you know, agencies are are key to to driving adoption, right? And key revenue sources for for vendors, software vendors out there. So, um, you know, I'll speak to a real life example, which is our partner, one of our agencies, uh, Heinz Marketing out of Seattle. Shout out to Matt Heinz. Love him so much. And, uh, you know, what, one of the things that they do is very easily, they depends obviously what your agency does, but if your agency is in charge of, let's say some, some of your product marketing, some of your demand gen, that kind of stuff, you as the agency can very quickly stand up product tours and personalize or tailor demos for your clients in a matter of, Really, I mean, you know, I, I hate to say it, but seconds, right? It could be seconds. You can click around very quickly, but right. it's generally going to be, you know, it could be minutes uh, where you're actually capturing those experiences. So what a reprise allows you to do as an agency is be able to deploy these product or demo experiences very, very quickly. In the past, you know, and for us in the agency world, we care about margins, right? We generally have like uh, human beings that we got to pay a shit ton of money to and you know, right. for, for good reason. And our margins get crushed the more that, you know, we have to invest in. 
in human resources. So imagine now where in a world where, you know, you had to build out a free tour or pardon me, a, a, a free trial or a product right. tour, literally having to have a developer code that darn thing. Well, with Reprise, all you have to do is install our browser extension and literally take what, what looks like screenshots of your client's product, go in there, customize it with a point and click solution and then deploy that thing, right? And so right. imagine a world where, let's just say your client is a B2B SaaS software vendor and they yeah. settle a bunch of solutions. You'll have a solutions tab, right? At the top of the website. And so you click on the, generally speaking, you click on the solutions. It's like, oh, we sell to FinTech, hospitality, blah, 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 you know, travel and et cetera. Yeah. Imagine being able to create an experience where your prospect goes to your client's website or the prospect goes to the client's website, clicks on solutions, and then is able to actually go into a product tour experience that is right. vertically specific to their use case. And that's every click. I mean, that would be a, a logistical you know, developer nightmare and right. very expensive to us as in the agency world if we had to build it from scratch, right? So it make, yeah. it, that's one use case that's very, very powerful. Should go Take a peek at pendo.io. Oh, yeah, I'm uh, familiar with pendo. Yeah. yeah, so if you go to pendo, they're a client of ours, and they have a demo center, which actually uses our product tours to, to create demo experiences or product experiences based on use case. So you can mm -hmm. take a look at that. They, you know, they have, I don't know how many there, 20 of them. <laughs> I'm imagine building, having to build those out from scratch, right? It'd yeah. Be a nightmare. Hi, this is Lucas James. Are you struggling to get meetings booked with potential prospects for your agency? I'll tell you what, when I first started, I had the same issue, but I was able to A-B test hundreds of different variations of copy on multiple channels and figured out a secret formula to convert anyone from anywhere into taking a meeting with me. I've mastered this approach and now my agency, Twiz, books meetings on autopilot. Last year, we booked 1,731 meetings, closed 234 accounts, and generated $1.72 million in revenue. I want the same thing for your agency, so I've decided to give away some of my best performing outbound copy scripts for free. That's right, absolutely free. If you want to transform your business for free, go to agencygo.io forward slash leads to get your free lead scripts today. That's agencygo.io forward slash leads. Now back to the show. Well, and I think one thing that I always try to do is I, I try to, when I'm talking about different software or solutions for agencies, I like to break down, sell the solution and not the service. So basically from what I'm hearing, Prees would help a marketing agencies who target SaaS clients and does marketing for SaaS clients. It can help them maybe keep them longer, get them experience working with their agency, charge more money because they're able to set up these experiences for the users that come in through for the SaaS company, essentially. It gives like another service or, or utility for the marketing agency that the SaaS company might not be doing. Is that correct? Absolutely. And it's a new experience that that's generally, you know, it's very new, right? You know, and so, you know, you talked about make more money. Yeah. Like, Heinz right now has uh, the ability to go back to all their clients and say, hey, we have this new offering. We cannot literally build out customized, tailored product demo slash demo experiences for each of your product, 
every vertical, every use case, et cetera. And there's just tons of value to their end client on why this makes a lot of sense. And of course, this is all rolling up underneath the, the whole product-led uh, growth movement. This is really interesting. And I think, you know, for the agencies that are listening, I, I just want to like put it in a, a very consumable, bite-sized, understandable fashion for them to, to grasp, which is basically that what they have built, and, and I've demoed the software before, it's pretty cool. What they have built is a software that basically, in a sense, is, is like a customized VSL. Like when you go to test out a software, they're not just like showing you a slide deck or just showing you a slideshow. They're literally letting you go into the software uh, as if you had already imported all of your data or your information and giving what the software will look like when you when you start to use it. So like if you're an, a marketing agency and you're thinking, how can I make my SaaS customers more money? Well, one way is for the SaaS company's users to get a better experience when they're coming in through the funnel. So that's something that's super cool. But you know, one thing, uh, George, I think would be helpful for people is you said, and this is like one of the last things we'll touch on before we go into the last round of questions here. But you mentioned that not only are you really proficient at building communities and building partnerships, but you also spend a lot of time on podcasts. Can you break down, because there are a lot of interest in the community around podcasting. Obviously, I have a podcast, but can you break down like why podcasting has been successful for you, why you do it, and what your strategy is there? Yeah, I've been doing it for uh, 12 years or so. So I started doing it. And, um, you know, I mean, if I'm being honest, it was to, you know, I love audiovisual and it was really fun, but also to build my personal brand. It was saying, you know what, I don't need the, you know, to get on some network to make my own content. At the time, I was just posting it on YouTube. And so primarily to, to build my personal brand and get my message out to the world without having to ask for permission. That was the, the, the primary goal. And then I just knew that I wanted to start to create as much content as possible and put it on YouTube. YouTube is uh, the second largest search engine in the world, right? People yeah. forget that. So I wanted to, to start to have content indexed on the, you know, the, on, on the, on Google to, for strategic reasons, again, for personal branding and to establish myself as a category expert in startups at the time, really. Right. It was largely the same, the case for me right now. So, so not only was that, that was kind of the beginning, um, but also at, from an, from a brand's perspective, right. For the agency leaders out there who are like, you know, let's, let's pitch the, the podcast concept to our clients. First of all, I think every employee should have a freaking podcast, you know, and uh, I've largely tried to do that here at Reprise. And so why? Well, you know, employees, uh, employee advocacy, thought leadership, evangelism, et cetera, et cetera. Um, super, super huge, right? Not only just from awareness perspective, but from a recruiting perspective, but more strategically, right? Just again, I put my B2B hat on. It's like, all right, well, you know, the sales cast folks over um, – you know, have a, have a great platform for this. Um, but you know, they've talked a lot about this, which was, uh, you know, you, you got a target list, right. Of let's just say a thousand target accounts. Why wouldn't you reach out to those buyer personas or the stakeholders that work at those organizations and interview them? I mean, it's, it's one of the greatest ways to, to make contact with a prospect is to get them on your show. 
yeah. or a stakeholder with from within that organization. I mean, you know, this we've been doing this kind of shit for years, right? In in various <laughs> ways, right? Or you'd go. I used to show up with a video camera. Um, at uh at conferences and uh approach instead of like trying to sell my product uh my services i had a video agency at the time i'd just be like hey can we interview you on marketing right <laughs> and then it was very easily well what do y'all do oh you know we do video we create videos for brands oh great well we do testimonials we we mostly do testimonials cool you have a card you know it's very easy right so yeah. so not only is it a a great way to create content for your brand but it's it's an account-based marketing motion too right part of that motion in that again you got to target this you reach out it's another touch point i can't tell you how many deals we've closed after uh, we've had stakeholders from that target account on our podcast now i'm not saying it's the only reason right obviously it's got to be more but uh but it's one of the touch points for sure. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, actually, it's funny you mentioned SalesCast because uh, Colin Mitchell is the founder of that company. I'm actually yeah, shout out uh, to Colin. Yeah, he, we used to work with him. He's actually one of the testimonials on our website. Uh, I'm, I'm in his community, the the podcast oh, one. No way. Yeah, yeah, SalesCast one. So yeah, I'm in that too. Oh, nice. nice. Hey, what? Well, who who would have guessed? Um, but that's awesome, man. Well, we have a couple like final questions here, just for lightning sure. round, just quick one liners. Um, one is. Uh, uh, any business book recommendations you'd give the audience? You know, it's funny because I, <laughs> I literally suck at reading and I've never read a business book through. I've kind of yeah. maybe tr attempted to, I was like, Oh yeah, I'm going to buy, you know, <laughs> but uh, you know, I'm going to buy this book because everybody says it, but then my, my attention span wouldn't allow me to focus, but I will say spin selling was mm. one that I did get through years book. ago. And so I like that one. I read more like spiritual books. So the Baba uh, Gita from within the yoga tradition, right. I think the Bible picked that up. The Quran, I'm trying to get copy again. I let somebody borrow it. I forgot what happened to it. But just like spiritual books, I think it was really important. I don't know, man. Like I'm a type of individual that likes to go out and do it. Right. Like I, I, didn't know shit about, and I still don't know about crypto. So I ended up like spinning up a a service that would uh, send me information or send users information, updates, events, et cetera, in their city about crypto. Right. So like, that's how I am able to make it a more creative experience for me to learn something. Um, so, so that, yeah. So books, you know, I'm kind of, again, sucky on that, but, um, but I, <laughs> But I, I could get better, I suppose. No, it's all good. And when you had your agency, how many years did you have that agency for? The video one? The video one specifically, I mean, you know, I, as an entrepreneur, you have to figure out, as you know, to make money various various ways. So mm -hmm. I've had like w digital marketing agencies before, like my friends and me, you know, right. <laughs> a handful of folks, tons of websites and design and blah, blah, blah. But the first cut was the started off with Soto Ventures Media, that like nice. little umbrella corporate entity that I had. And uh, that was 2016, 15, 16, that we started to actually do client projects. We had started off creating our own content. And then we were like, oh, people would be like, can you shoot this stuff for me? I need you to like go and interview our customers and stuff. And I was like, sure. 
10 grand, you know, whatever. <laughs> uh, I didn't, you know, and they'd be like, all right. And so, yeah, so we, so we started doing that. And then, so we ran that thing for, from 2016, 2017. Yeah. Through about 2019, our intention was to pivot to a software tool, you know, which you can relate to. And uh, so, you know, we, we got close, we fell a little short for yeah. a variety of reasons, but um, we tried to get into the venture game and then destroyed ourselves. Well, One thing I wanted to yeah. say real quick, uh, Lucas, before we go yeah. is, you know, as just to wrap up the initial, I sort of went on the tangent and the initial <laughs> sort of three pronged strategy for community led growth is, you know, you're paid, you're earned. And for, the only distinction between paid and earned in my mind is, is that, uh, you know, similar, right? Where you're not paying, you don't have to pay to play. You're literally going and engaging in the community and adding value to get visibility. And the earned, I think, concept started to really pop up when social media exploded. So they weren't sponsored posts, right? They were like posts that organically grew. And then the last one is uh, owned. So these are communities that you, your brand owns. So this is like the reprise community, which we don't have right now. I'm actually writing up something today because, you know, you, you don't launch it. Yeah, we've, we've played a little bit, but it's like, you know, when you're at zero, you know, it's hard to start an online community for zero. Trust me, I've done it a couple of times or attempted to. So we went the other route. We were like, well, let's go into third-party communities and build affinity and <clears throat> thought leadership, awareness, et cetera, in there. So, you know, paid, earned, and owned communities. Again, nothing shocking. You know, we right. generally were like paid media, you know, organic media, earned media, et cetera. I just swap out media for community. It's a framework that is easy, not yeah. new, shocking, but, you know, can be applied. I love it, man. No, this has been great having you on. And, you know, one thing I'm definitely going to uh, plug in there for you at the end here is I noticed that Reprise just launched a starter version of the software i would definitely yes. recommend i just I literally just signed up for it while we're talking right on. I'm yeah, definitely gonna, yeah go go check that out guys because this is actually a really cool software for agencies who work with SaaS companies or agencies that have SaaS products and if you're not using it now i mean i think you're kind of missing out so thank you thank so you. much for being on the the show george and um if there's anything you want to share like an offer or a way that people can contact you to be involved and maybe either use the software or benefit from having their clients use the software, definitely, you know, shoot it now. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Lucas, for, for the opportunity. Very much appreciate it. Uh, if you're an agency out there and, uh, you know, we're, we're our go to market, we're still in that go to market early stage. So I would say if you focus on B2B brands, uh, that, uh, you know, of course, that have a uh, their product, which is web-based. So that could be SaaS. Definitely reach out uh, because, uh, you know, we are developing channel partnerships right now. So that's part of what I've been tasked with figuring out is how do we partner with the agencies out there, with y'all folks, to be able to provide the platform. It's a similar model that you're all familiar with, um, but provide the platform for you to to be able to build out these new experiences, generate revenue with new services. Um, and who knows, you know, we're, we'll, we'll think about, are there any ways to productize the channel uh, partnership? But, uh, but yeah, if you're an agency that falls into that category, please reach out. I do have to say here that we don't just longer term focus only on B2B. We have right. a couple customers that are in the B2C space. 
I can't mention because of, um, you know, uh, NDAs or whatever, but, um, but it is a phenomenon that's starting to happen. Um, so that I wasn't aware of, but, but if you think (laughs) about the old school days of like the, uh, if you remember the flash based, you know, Mm. back in the day you had these like interactive games, interactive product experiences were all flash, flash sucked. So it's a different (laughs) story, but Hey, you know, was this is in, in many ways a very similar uh, sort of uh, phenomenon or or experience that are that it. we're giving the end users out there. Well, that's great, and thank you so much. And for everybody listening, uh, George Soto is part of an amazing company, Reprise, and they raised a ton of money to go take on the world and try to give this uh, software they're building the chance to be used by hundreds of thousands of people in the software space. Hopefully, maybe one day, millions of users. So, thank you. George, so much for being on the show. We really appreciate it. And uh, until next time, everybody, peace out.